Hey everyone, welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. My name is Ken Underhill, your host. In this episode, I just wanted to share a couple of productivity methods that I use to stay on track to accomplish my goals each year, each quarter, daily goals, etc., and to really be able to do all the things that I do. For those that have listened to me for a while or interacted with me on LinkedIn specifically, you know that I got I have my hands in quite a few pots. I've got a TV show, I've got the podcast, I've got businesses, I've uh, still got a corporate job. And I help a lot of people. I mentor a lot of people around the world, along with the online course aspect where I've got uh, over a million students across the board, actually over 2 million students now across the, all my courses across the board. And some people, well, actually a lot of people have reached out to me over the past three to four months and said, look, how do you do all that, right? What, like, how can you actually accomplish all that stuff? So I just want to share a couple of methods in this uh, episode that I do. Before I do that, I just want to say that it's going to take some sacrifice, right? I haven't actually watched television and I don't even remember when. It's been years. And occasionally I'll watch Netflix as kind of a reward system I have in place or Amazon Prime uh, video. But for the most part, I don't consume, right? So I don't consume entertainment type of shows or anything like that. I consume educational things, right? So I'm always trying to learn something new or trying to learn something that I can then teach someone else. So that's a sacrifice I had to make. Uh, also, I have to sacrifice time with loved ones, right? I can't constantly be hanging out with loved ones or hanging out with friends or driving to the mall or whatever uh, because it's going to take sacrifice. So anything worthwhile in life is going to take a little bit of sacrifice for you to do. That being said, let's talk about the two things that I mostly do. I don't do journaling. That might surprise some people. Some people do journaling. I tried that, tried to, try to fill out all those journals and stuff you buy on Amazon or wherever. And it's just really a lot of like theoretical stuff. And I'm more practical, right? I'm, I'm more of a practical guy. And so I don't need to sit there and contemplate how I feel about Jupiter hanging over the moon and the sun. And I, I don't need to do all that stuff, right? I am gra I'm grateful, but I don't, need to, I don't need to spend eight hours a day writing about what I'm grateful for, right? So that's just me. You might find journals helpful and feel free to do those if that method works for you. So the two methods here are number one, what I call the circle of focus. And so basically just take a piece of paper or a drawing app or something and draw a circle, right? And then inside of that circle, you're gonna put the first thing that you're working on. And these shouldn't be things like doing the dishes or you know, like minor things, these should be major things. So for example, maybe you're studying for a certification exam. Maybe you're starting a business or you've got a kind of a side hustle there. Maybe you're trying to spend more time with family or learn something new or get a new job, whatever it is, right? Something major that you're doing. And what you're going to do in that circle is you're going to write that major thing. Now you're going to start thinking through all the things that you've got going on, right? So a good example is when I do this with my business clients and I say, look, you're trying to start a YouTube channel. And so I have them write that in the circle. Okay. Now you're trying to run Facebook ads as well, right? And they're like, yes. So I have them write that in the circle and then they draw a line because now they've got to cut that circle in half because originally if they just have YouTube channel idea in there in that circle, that's the only thing they're working on, right? So that has 100% of their focus. But if they add something else, now they have to split their focus. So only 50% efforts going to the YouTube channel and 50% is going to the Facebook ads. And then we add something else in there, right? So maybe they see TikTok and they want to try TikTok out. And so that cuts the circle even more, right? Now everything's getting about 33% of their time. And then they decide they also want to have Instagram and they want to focus on that. So now we've got quarters on our circle, right? And 
25% effort going into each one of these things. And eventually, if you think about it and you think about how you're constantly busy in life, usually, at least most people are, you'll notice when, when doing the uh, circle of focus exercise that you'll end up with a bunch of things that you're only giving 1% of your focus to, right? And that's why you're not getting anything accomplished because you're splitting your focus. The whole multitasking, that's a bunch of BS. And whoever says that, I'm telling you, you're, you're BSing people. You can't effectively do that, right? As human beings, we're designed to focus on like a major thing. And sure, there might be some minor things there, but one major thing at a time. And that's just how we're designed psychologically. So the circle of focus exercise, think of it almost like a pie, right? It's a circle, but think of it like a pie that you're slicing up for your friends. And every time a new friend walks in the door, you've got to slice that pie a little bit more. And eventually, instead of the half pie or the whole pie that you wanted to eat tonight, instead, you're getting a tiny little sliver of the pie, if anything, right? Because maybe you have a thousand friends come over. So that's really all the circle of focus exercise is. It's just simply taking a circle on a piece of paper or thinking of a pie in your head and or buying a pie if you want to eat some pie and slicing it up in in show in basically slicing it up for everything that you're doing everything that you're working on and when you see it like that when you can visualize it and it's tangible it makes it a lot easier to say well I don't really need to focus on all these other things right now I really just want to get my YouTube channel going or I want to get my my Instagram and Facebook ads or my YouTube ads running or I want to get that certification. I want to get the new job. I want to do whatever, right? Whatever it is. And that's what we do with the circle of focus. And so the other method that I use is called the ABC method. And so this is basically uh, a way to be a little more productive and kind of keep your day-to-day -day structured a little bit better on the things you actually need to get done, as well as the things that can be either bumped to tomorrow or even bumped out, you know, a week, two weeks, whatever. So the ABC method is basically A stands for absolute tasks. So these are things that have to get done today. Uh, so for example, if I was launching a new online course and I only had one module left to film or something, or I was uploading the modules, that's something I need to get done today, right? I want to get that course out to the marketplace so I can start getting sales or if it's a free course so students can start enrolling in the course. Also, if I was trying to launch like an ad on Facebook or YouTube or something, I want to make sure I get that done. That would be like an A type of task. Like I need to get this done because it's going to impact my business or it's going to impact my career, or whatever, right? B stands for beneficial tasks. So these are things that it'd be really good to get them done today, but they could technically wait until tomorrow. So it might be something like refreshing a certain page on your website, changing up some text or something like you want to get it done before you have the, the big launch this weekend. But it's only Monday, and that could be a B task because, yeah, it could get done Tuesday or Wednesday, right? So we could we could bump it a day. It's it's not that big of a deal. Now, if it was like Thursday or Friday and our big event was Saturday, we definitely want to make sure that's an A task for the website update because we need that for uh, our thing on Saturday. And then finally, C are, are things that are nice to get done, but they're not critical. So uh, these might be, hey, I want to get my new logo for my business, right? Or, hey, I want to read that new book I bought off Amazon, but it's not a book that's necessarily critical for you to, it's like, it's not a cert prep book, right? Or it's not a book that your boss said you need to read for your job. It's just a book that you think is interesting and you want to read it, but it's not necessarily something that you have to get to today, right? So that's kind of the ABC method. It, I've tried many methods over the year, by the way, or by the year, over the years. And this one by far is like literally the only one that's 
uh, effectively worked for me. I've tried the time block method where you say, okay, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., I'm going to do this, or 8 a.m. to 8.30, I'm going to do this, and 4 a.m. to 4.30, I'm going to do this. And what I found is life happens, right? When I do the block method every single time, life seems to happen, and that doesn't work for me. But the ABC method does work for me very, very well because I know, you know, one or two a task a day, right? So one or two absolute tasks I have to get done for that day. If that's all I get done for the day, that's a win, right? Because that's the A task. That's the only thing I need to get done that day. But I still add B and C task on there because let's say I get the A task all done early in the morning. That's still, that's freeze. I've got the entire day to get some B task done, maybe get some C task done. And that just gives me a lot more flexibility. That way if life happens, I can still get things done in the day and I still feel accomplished and I'm still working towards whatever those goals are, whether they're certs or just learning new skills or focused on a business, focused on relationships, traveling when COVID's done, whatever it is. These are some methods that uh, just help me focus better. So again, first method was a circle of focus. You can draw a circle on a piece of paper or use an app or whatever, or just buy a pie or a cake at the store and you can get the same visualization effect off that. You just want to cut it for every new thing you're adding into your focus. Uh, so if you're doing like 10 different things right now and trying to multitask, then guess what? You're slicing that pie or that cake or whatever up 10 different ways. So nothing's getting 100% of your focus and that's why it's taking you so long to actually get things done. And then the other method was the ABC method. Again, A stands for absolute tasks. These are things that absolutely have to get done today. B is beneficial tasks. It'd be great to get them done today, but they can wait till tomorrow or maybe even the next day to get done. And then our C tasks are those nice, kind of nice to haves, right? The nice, uh, they're nice to get done, but they're not critical for us to get done for anything related to like our, our career, our business, relationships, health, anything, like that, anything like that. So these are things that can be pushed off maybe a week, two weeks, even months down the line. They're just not critical at all, but they're nice things that we might want to get done at some point in our lives. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you in learning some different ways in productivity. I know a lot of people make those New Year's resolutions. I don't do that at all. I just focus on what goals am I going to get done this particular year or this quarter and even this day or this week. I just don't, I don't do New Year's resolutions. I found if I call them that, they never get done. And unfortunately, a lot of people have that same issue. So try these methods, see if they work for you. Just also wanted to give a quick update on the CyberLife TV show. I've... All of season one is filmed, including several um, videos of uh, episodes of season two as well. And they are with the editing team, the production team. I've watched the first four videos and sent them back for some minor edits. Uh, so we're delayed. So that's a long way of saying we're delayed. Uh, I was planning to have the show out on January 20th for everyone to watch, but it uh, looks like I'm hoping by the end of January. I don't know how long. It took them a little while last time to give me back the uh, the first four episodes. So it's possible early February, but at some point in 2021, I'm confident. Uh, uh, it, and if there's still issues with editing, I'll just edit them myself and push them out um, for everyone to see sometime in 2021. Uh, but hopefully everything works out here in the next uh, few weeks and we can get those out. So again, we've got some really, really good uh, individuals for season one. We've got people like Scott Augenbaum on. He's a former FBI agent, spent, uh, I think, over 20, 29 years, I believe, with the FBI investigating, you know, of course, other crimes, but also cyber crimes. He was uh, some of the first cyber teams there he worked on. We also have Chris Cochran, Rod Eddings. Uh, they're going to be on the show. 
We have people like Zed, uh, who's a no, well-known uh, hacker, professional hacker in the industry. Uh, Chris Roberts will be on season two, just FYI on that, uh, as well as Devin Jackson, who'll be on season two. People like Renee Small are going to be on uh, season two. Katia Dean will be on season two as well. Season one, I've got some uh, kids in the Houston local area that I had come on and tried to show them lockpicking a little bit. Uh, and I won't give you the, the results of that uh, if we were successful or not, but... The kids came on, had a good time on the show. They also did some basic forensic stuff. Uh, had my spouse on the show for an episode in season one, just kind of talk about threat intelligence a little bit, along with uh, Chris and Ron, uh, so Chris Cocker and Rod Eddings of the Hacker Valley Studio podcast. If you don't know that podcast or you don't know those guys at all, definitely check out that podcast. It's a really good one out there. And also in season two, we'll have uh, the executive director of the OWASP Foundation is going to be on the show, talking about what is OWASP and kind of talking about a little bit about application security, so a lot of great people from the industry on season one, season two. Um, AJ Yon, who you guys have probably seen quite a bit active on LinkedIn around cloud compliance, cloud security. Uh, he's co-founder of ByteCheck. He's been in cloud security space for a number of years, former military veterans. Well, well, he is a military veteran, but former army uh, like myself. And he's going to be on uh, season one, just kind of talking about some cloud things as well. So just a variety of people from the industry, great diversity on, on the show. And we're trying all sorts of things, right? This is a new show. We're just trying to hit different angles. So that's why I brought the kids on. Once all this COVID stuff is done, I'll be able to get more people in studio here in Houston and, and actually doing some really cool things. I also want to explode some things. I have to get clearance, you know, when COVID's done. To uh, I can't do that in the studio. I I already know that. I already talked to them. They said you can't blow stuff up here. <laughs> but hopefully I can do some like cool things in a park or something and add those into the episode and just really really just trying to spice it up, make this thing a little different. Uh, obviously diff a little different than a podcast too. I mean, it's just you know really really trying to spice it up for everyone and just make it a fun thing for you to watch with your kids if you have kids or just watch it with your friends and family or just something to to kind of watch and break up the monotony of life. We'll also be talking about mental health as well, so check that out in uh, season two. We'll we'll have an episode around mental health in cyber, and uh, you know, again, just there's a lot of cool things we're going to be doing with the show. A lot of things coming down the line in 2021 with the show as well. So you can always go to cyberlife.tv to get the latest updates for the show. Um, right now, you'll just see kind of a landing page there, but I will be uh, keeping everyone abreast also on LinkedIn. I do have a Facebook and Instagram account for Cyber Life as well as a YouTube. And so the YouTube will, will be something that I really focus on, but I've done my own circle of focus, right? And I, I know that many people aren't actually on Instagram, you know, in the cyber audience. And many people aren't on, uh, well, I mean, they're on Twitter, but they're not on Facebook, right? So there will be those as well if you if you do have an account on Instagram or Facebook, uh, as well as I know most people are on Twitter too. So there are other accounts, but I'll be focusing most of my effort on YouTube as well as the actual show. This is a real TV show, a streaming TV show. And so uh, it's definitely a lot of learning, definitely a lot more work than just doing a podcast. And I can speak from experience having done a podcast for over a year now. It's it's a lot more work than online courses, but it's a great experience. And I'm telling you guys and gals right now, this streaming TV show is just the tip of the iceberg of what I have planned. So just FYI, there's a lot of stuff around the CyberLife brand that's going to be uh, hitting the hitting the shelves, so to speak, in the olden days when we actually bought stuff in the store. Uh, but hitting, hitting stuff online and hitting uh, your television sets and everything. A lot of stuff coming down the pipeline over the next uh, 12 to 18 months. So just just follow, right? Follow on social media. Keep in touch with me. And by the way, if you need help, 
with your cyber career, people still reach out to me on LinkedIn. Just send me a message. I don't always respond right away. So if it's been, you know, three, four or five days or something, and you haven't heard a response back yet, then just shoot me another message like, hey, did you see this? Because I literally get right now, I counted the other day, I get over like I, the other this this week alone when I'm filming this episode, I had over 700 messages and the week's not over yet, right? The week's literally just starting. It's been a couple of days. So I get a lot of messages. So just if you haven't heard from me, I try to go through everything, try to budget time for that. Just shoot me a quick message again and just say, hey, did you see this? Just so I can get your response or connect you with the right person that has the answer you're looking for or share some knowledge. You know, I, I'm here to help, right? I'm, I'm here to help. That's really, that's why I keep the podcast going. I, I know I've kind of taken a hiatus a little bit with working on the actual television show, but uh, you'll notice me pushing out more podcast episodes here very shortly, along with, like I said, follow the YouTube channel. It's CyberLife TV. And um, if you need a link for that, just uh, just go ahead and uh, ping me on LinkedIn. I'll send you the channel link. I can't customize the link yet because I don't have enough subscribers. I think like six people subscribe. So by the way, Grandma, thank you if you're listening for subscribing. I'm sure my grandmother did, uh, as well as some other people. But uh, most people don't know I have that YouTube channel yet, and there's actually no content. I'm still having my team build it out right now. So you can subscribe to it. In fact, I'll put a link to it in the podcast episode here so you can get subscribed to it. So that way, as videos come out, you can know about them. And just FYI, even though I'm still working on videos for the YouTube channel, I am uh, doing a live stream on January 25th at 7 p.m. Central Time. So I'm going to do a live, kind of a live Q&A. So come with questions to that Q&A and I'll post it on LinkedIn as well. So if you're listening to this, know that I'll be posting that on LinkedIn for everyone to know about uh, probably a little later this week. And then that way there's people get a chance to sign up for the event. But I just want to let people know about that. So it's going to be a Q&A. So come with questions. If, be prepared. I'll have some general questions that I get over and over again, and I'll talk about those. But come, come with some questions to throw in the chat or ping me some questions in advance. It's probably the best way, honestly. That way you don't have to wait on the delay of YouTube. Uh, to, to put your question through. So just ping me some questions in advance you want me to answer, and I'm, I'm more than happy to get those answered for you. And we'll just go as long as we need to go on that live stream. Uh, I may just keep going and talk about non-cyber stuff. I might talk about life stuff. I might share some leadership things or negotiation or sales tips or business tips or whatever. Who knows, right? Uh, I don't drink, so I'll be drinking water or juice or something. <laughs> but, but, you know, who knows what kind of juice I'll be drinking, so maybe that'll spice things up a little bit. And so anyways, live stream, YouTube channel, uh, CyberLife TV, and I'll put the link in this podcast for you, as well as you can just ping me on LinkedIn and get the information. And like I said, feel free to send me questions in advance, any questions you have, or if you're uh, an experienced practitioner out there and you get a lot of questions from your audience that are common questions that you want me to answer or that you constantly answer and you have the answers to and you just want me to share them on my live stream, more than happy to do so. So feel free uh, to come on that. And this live stream, I'm not going to take guests on right now just because I want to get the channel built up a little more with uh, SEO and stuff like that. But in the future, if you want to be on a live stream with me on the CyberLife YouTube channel, the CyberLife TV YouTube channel, by all means, reach out to me just so I can get you kind of on a, on a waiting list, so to speak, and we can get that scheduled. And also, if you want to be on the CyberLife TV show, uh, reach out to me. Let me know kind of why you want to be on the show, obviously, and we'll kind of talk about it from there. Um, it's more so for experienced people 
or or even companies, even especially startups. Like I talked with a startup today that they're going to be on the show as well uh, around a new tech, new kind of cool thing they have for passwords or you know or not having to use. Um, I'll just leave it as watch the episode when it comes out in season two. But basically, it's, it's some some cool things that they've done, and I think it's going to really really help. Uh, the broader marketplace. And and so if you're a company out there, you want to kind of get some visibility, we can talk about that. The show itself, it's not a sales pitch. So if you're trying to just do a sales pitch, it's this is not going to be the platform for you, right? The CyberLife TV show is not going to be the platform for you because we want to keep it educational, right? It's an educational show. It's a way to showcase the real individuals behind cyber, the real companies trying to make a difference, et cetera. So um, anyways, Check the link in the comment section here of, or the description of this for the YouTube channel link so you can subscribe and be sure to make sure you follow on LinkedIn to see the latest updates for the show.